0: Hey, welcome to Younger and Older. This is Jason and Dave hanging out at the studios of Silver Ranch in the Northwoods of Wisconsin. And it's a beautiful fall day here. And we're just excited to be here on the show again, hanging out with you guys and just having discussions. I encourage you, you know, whether this is your first time listening or the 1100th time listening. Um, actually, not that many. No, but. But we are getting close to 500 shows. We are. Which we is are. pretty, 500 episodes, which yeah. is pretty exciting. So if you, uh, if you haven't listened a while feel free to go to your favorite podcasting website um or go to org, and you can listen to all of them That's right Um dating back for almost 500 episodes so you can do a whole lot of
1: listening Listening that's a whole you lot do a listening. whole lot of listening
0: Um and a whole lot of Dave
1: You know we come to you from a studio at Silverbirch Ranch that was donated to us because a listener saw the conditions we were trying to broadcast in
0: Oh yeah we started out in a man cave
1: We did and uh um, For lack
0: of a better term. <laughs> yeah.
1: And, you know, if you want to get a, aligned with what God's doing, I think God does some tremendous work here at Silver Birch Ranch. I encourage you to go to the website, silverbirchranch.org, see what's going on, pray for us, see if you can come up and volunteer, be a part of what we're doing. It's always a great thing to be a part of what God's doing, and he's doing something here on these grounds. So We're thankful to be a part of it. Absolutely. And uh, invite you to be a part of it as well.
0: Yeah, it's fun to see all the different ways in which... God orchestrates, um, kind of his kingdom yep. and the people within his kingdom to make things happen, Absolutely. you know, and especially here on a daily basis. Um, there's always things that it, we have needs and you try to plan from those needs and God says, Nope, I'm going to do it my way, which yep. is fun. And he brings various things from outside and different perspective. And it helps us be like, all right,
1: you know what I really like about that, Jason, is that God makes the insignificant significant. Mm, yeah, and I'm insignificant. Yeah. So He can make me significant by what He does through me. Yeah, that's good. And and I think that's an important thing to see because a lot of times we're waiting to be significant. We're, what you know, someday when I have money, I'll give money to God. When I have a job, when I have. A family, you know, someday I'll serve God for whatever reason. Yeah, it's the like, problem
0: is someday never comes.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's always in the future. You, you need to right. get on that now.
0: Someday is, is where the rocket scientists and they, them, they that's where yeah, they all that's live. That's where they all live there. You know? Yeah,
1: maybe someday they'll get it right. <laughs> we were looking from, a, it was an Inc. article, Inc. magazine article, INC, and it is not about tattoos for those of you that are young. It has to do with business. And we were looking at Warren Buffett. He's one of the wealthiest people in the world. And he was talking about four simple words, which actually I can't find. I'm finding four simple statements, but it doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> so I guess that's not, not so uh, simple. I, well, they're probably here somewhere. And I just need to slow down and read the whole thing more in detail. And I get the four words or something. And not only that, I see five points as well. So <laughs> I'm really lost in this total article here. <laughs> uh, however, uh, we talked oh, about it in our last episode, which you can get at Yep, And uh, we're going to keep talking about it. We're not actually saying Warren Buffett is a guy you need to follow necessarily, but he is a person that people look to as far as being successful. And I have this theory that if they say anything that's correct, you can find it in the Bible probably, or it's just true from God's perspective as well. For example, if if a very wealthy person says, you need to breathe air and not breathe water well yeah we know that yeah i mean that that's something that's just true so um you don't have to over spiritualize anything it's just that's true and and you could find that probably in god's word that there's certain way he made animals he made some for the water he made some for the air and uh, you need to live in the context of how he made you Yep. The the next thing, the first thing we talked about, you have to go to the other show was aligned in doing things you care about. We talked about that the whole time and how to maybe work on children in your family to get them to that point. the The next one is very similar. It says, "You feel like you belong. You're, you're doing something where you feel like you belong." Actually, mm-hmm. well, how do you belong at something? How does somebody actually belong at something? To belong.
0: You know, it's a word that our, my generation uses a lot, belong and feeling valued. But yeah. belonging, it, it it's it's a, a way of, I think, feeling purpose.
1: Yeah, you know, it's like the, the, in the New Testament, we're told that if you're a believer, you're part of the body of Christ, you're yeah. part of the body. So you're an elbow, you're an wrist, you're whatever. Now, all of those parts are valuable, but they're all much different. I, yeah. I think what's really hard for us to do as a culture is celebrate the differences while looking at the things that need to be the same. Right. And, and there is differences. So the elbow and the knee are gonna respond differently. They're gonna do different things. And you really appreciate the differences if you have a good elbow and a good knee. Yeah. Because they do things differently. Here's the thing they do the same. They both listen to the signal from the brain. So mm-hmm. that's what they do the same, but they they do it differently. Yeah, Their value is not in doing things the same. Their value is not in seeing things the same. Their value is not in being the same. Mm-hmm. So when we look at other people and we say, well, I'm different than them, how, what what does a healthy brain say when you see that?
0: That's good that I'm different. Yeah, exactly.
1: You know? I'm an elbow, they're a knee. Dave, and, you're different from
0: me. Yeah, and that's a good thing. And that's
1: thing. a good thing. And, and when we start making that a bad thing, and think about how many times people think, I have to make everyone around here think like me or be like me. It's like, what are you trying to do? Destroy a, a unity that should be there? They think unity means we're we're all the same. Yeah, no, we're not. Unity is all the various gifts and talents and abilities listening to one brain signal. That's mm-hmm. what unity is. It isn't we're all the same. Yeah. In fact, we celebrate the differences. Now you go see that. You say celebrate the differences, but you say God made male and female. Yeah. Now, now, celebrate the differences, listening to the brain, understanding that the differences are created on purpose. Absolutely. Now, the differences, male and female. Women, females are made to give birth to children. That, they, they're made that way. Men are not made to do that. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we're made differently when you look at that. Yeah. Now, you celebrate the fact that you're made differently. You understand that God knit you while you're in your mother's womb, that God didn't make a mistake anywhere along the process, and that's what you celebrate. Now, if you were to look at me right now, my hands and my feet and my eyebrows, they're all going with what I'm saying.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Now, they're not being distracting. They're not doing their own thing. They're going with my words. My brain is sing- sending out signals so fast that all these things are automatically doing it. Yeah. No, I don't even think about it, though, but no. my arm isn't going up in the air, hitting the ceiling. I'm not trying to dribble basketball while I'm talking. It'd my, be
0: entertaining if it, it was.
1: It yeah. would be, but it would be distracting, <laughs> distracting as well. That's right. So all the parts of my body are actually going with yeah. whatever I'm talking about. And that's really, you want to feel like you belong, then start celebrating the differences in people instead of trying to make everyone like you.
0: Yeah. I think that's great.
1: Yeah, and when you look at each other, now let's talk about again. We bring it back to your three boys. How do you get them to celebrate the differences while maintaining the idea that there's there's an overall line that they all need to listen to?
0: Yeah, and I think it's slowly even showing them that they're different, you know. Okay. And and even as parents, we quickly realize that even parenting each of them is different. Because they're all different and they respond differently or they're, they are naturally inclined to either not listen or listen better, you know, and that's, that's the nature of it. And so oftentimes it's like, well, you know, you get my oldest son saying, well, how come you didn't do that with him? It's like, well, you know, he's different.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: You know, and and it takes a while. It takes repetition and explaining it in the right moments. You know, there's times you can explain it. It's times it's like, you know, nope, this is just the way it is. Right. Um, But I think that even within everyday context, you have to understand that it's different. Right. You know, and I think the more that we understand that, even as as a 37-year-old, the more it benefits us because our culture is trying to say, no, you want to be like that person. You know, which there's an aspect to because there's part of us created as followers. Right. You know, Um, I mean, you see that imagery of a shepherd and sheep all over scripture. So there is there is a part where we want to follow a good leader, but it's it's a different sort of thing. You know, you have to understand that, you know, following somebody doesn't mean that I'm going to do it exactly like them. I'm going to follow them in a way that is in my own giftingness. Right. You know.
1: So the sheep is going to follow the shepherd, but they're not going to turn into that same sheep that the other ones are following. So, right? You know, I, I mean, if an artist listens to a song, yeah, they probably have a, you know an art piece waiting to be done with the song if the song moved them. Right. I have a message or a or a lesson in a classroom waiting. Yeah. See, we we do it differently. Absolutely. And that's what we need to celebrate—not the sameness. Um, I I love being able to let people exercise the gifts that god gave them and do it in a way that that actually makes a difference yeah and and the half the time it's like here's how i do it i get out of your way right because if i stay in your way you're going to do it like i do it Mm -hmm. and that's not why you're here right you're not here to do it like i do it Mm -hmm. now what are the basic principles well we have some basic lines that go through everything you know, we want, if you were to come to camp, there's four things that I would say that we really want to do. We want to be effective at our mission to know Christ, to make him known. Yeah. That's a line that goes for everybody that comes here, no matter what their gift or talent. We want to be a safe place. So everyone that comes here, we want to be safe. You know, we live in a crazy world. It's harder and harder. If you were to say, are people 100% safe 100% of the time? I'd say, we live in a world that's crazy. Yeah. No, we, but the goal is, is that everyone that comes here understands what safety is, experiences safety, and understands the love of God, not just the wrath of God, and can respond to it. Mm-hmm. And the third thing we want people to do is have fun while they're here. Yeah, you know. So we have activities like zip lines and sailboats and in the winter skiing and, and broomball and all that kind of stuff. And the last thing is we want to be affordable. Yeah. So those four things need to cut across everybody. Those are the four like guiding principles of Silverbird Ranch, Nicolay Bible Institute, you know the Refuge, the Wolf River refuge. Uh, those are the four guiding principles. However, they're done in a lot of different ways by yeah. different people. You know, if I had it my way, you'd sit there and we'd have teaching all day, mm-hmm. but we don't do that. Right. And and some others are going to be on the zip line all day and go out in the woods and do experience things. That okay. That that's going to be the different gifts now that are all pointing to the same things. When somebody violates one of those four things, then that's when they've done something wrong. Mm-hmm. But really, to do something different, there's a huge difference, and we've talked about this on the show before, between um, principle and method. Yeah, Principles are those four things. Those are the four principles. The the methods, well, to get there, they're all different. Yeah. Uh, you and I, before the program, were talking about how phone systems have changed.
0: Yeah, oh, totally.
1: But communication's still necessary.
0: Yeah, right, right.
1: So somehow, I need to be able to talk to you. Get a hold of you. In fact, you had to run out and take care of a few things while you know, in between doing the the recordings here. Okay. Well, how did you get it? You got it on your phone. It's it's a cell phone though, which is totally different than what we used to have. Yeah. All right. Method is different, but communication is still important. Absolutely. And so, anyway, you need to feel like you belong. That's the second thing that's in this article. The third thing he says, you do things. That you're actually good at. These are all sounding the same to me. They
0: all sound similar.
1: Yeah, they do. But you do things you're actually good at. I think, again, you go back to the body principle in the Bible, which makes sense. Right. You know, I remember I, I was playing football in college, and my very first start was against a guy, I won't give you his last name, but his name was Caesar. Caesar. And he looked like Caesar to me, and he was huge, and he was massive, and he played for San Francisco after he... After that year, I was a freshman. He was a senior. Wow. It was not a good situation whatsoever. <laughs> I really felt I wasn't good at it after that.: Yeah, yeah. Now, the reason is, I played against an elite player who was going to play in the NFL, and I was in a Division three school. I was not an elite player. I would never play in the NFL. So I felt pretty poorly. Yeah. Uh, now, when you look at the world around you. What's going to happen is you're going to look at people who do things extremely well. Yeah, you can do it online. You can, whatever it might be, and you're going to get discouraged at times because mm-hmm. you're going to look at them and think, "Well, I well, can't I, do that." Yeah, I can't. I can't do what they can do. Right. Well, you got to start somewhere. Right. You got to start, and you know, my dad used to tell me, "If you want to be good at basketball, go out there every night and shoot a thousand free throws." I said, "Well, I don't want to do that. I just want to be good at basketball."
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Well, that's not how you do it, right. You don't do it by thinking about it. You go out there and do it and I think what we need to understand is there's too much input into our head about people who really bend the story a little bit mm-hmm. how you know you look at somebody through the eyes of YouTube or look at you know what they're producing about right. themselves, or you look at the news and they're talking about themselves, or they interview a ball player and they're talking about themselves. See, they're spinning that a little bit, mm-hmm. and I don't think we'll ever match them. They'll always have a reason for what they've done. Their reason is always going to be their best, you know, unless they really get caught at something stupid. Right. But the bottom line really is you don't start out good at something. You start out interested in something. Yeah. And that interest, if you stick with it, will help you be good at it down the road.
0: Right. And and with that, you have to realize your gifts and your talents. Right. You know, that's where I, I can kind of see these kind of building on each other. Because there's some things that even if you put your mind to it, it's just like I'm not gifted at it. Right. You know, like if you were to say draw me an art piece right now. Yeah. I could draw you an art piece, Dave.
1: Yeah, I could draw you one too. You
0: know, I might call it a Picasso.
1: Yeah, I wouldn't. You know. Well, I might because I think capa- capa- Picasso. C- p- 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 <laughs> Picasso's <laughs> stuff doesn't, yeah, is goofy to me. But you know, and all so, right, all the art people just shut off. That's their right,
0: rate. that's right. You know, but that's the reality of it too. Is is you have to do that in a context of knowing what your gifts and your talents are. Yeah. Um, there's a reason that I don't be in charge of the horses. Yeah, you know. Well,
1: in, years ago, I think I realized that because my dad used to come in and when I was a kid and I was coloring for school. I mean, you got to color something. Yeah. I'm all over the place. He goes, Dave, you know, those lines are there for a reason. You know what I mean? <laughs> Stay inside the lines. I'm like, I don't really care. Right. So to this day, unless I was going to be one of those, uh, you know, artists that can throw paint on a canvas and get away with it and just do, do stuff that's totally bizarre <laughs> and, and call that art. That's right. Unless I could do that.
0: Or you make princess cakes.
1: Yeah. Well, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, here's the funny thing. I just said that and disturbed a bunch of artists probably, but- if you actually see art and when somebody throws all that stuff on a canvas and, and it looks like art to you, good for you. you got a different yeah. skill than I do. I don't see it. I'm staying out of that field totally. I'm probably not going to go into an art gallery. Right. Probably not. I'm probably going to stay away from them because I wouldn't know what I'm looking at. Right. And you don't want me in there snickering mm-hmm. at thinking that's art. You know what I mean?
0: <laughs> I would love to go in an exhibit with you dave i would so, just love so it. now
1: i'm waiting for the invitations to oh, come man. for d- dave i want to take you to an art send f- us an invite and what? i'll bring
0: the recording equipment and we'll do a show as we no, walk through the, uh... well well
1: <laughs> you know it, i'm trying to make a positive point here and, sorry, the, and sorry. the positive point is there are those who do see the art in it go ahead yeah i don't see it so that's not my thing yeah there are people that are very discriminate when it comes to like music. They hear when somebody's off pitch. Right. I don't. So do not worry about that. So I'm not musical that way. That's
0: right. Don't stand it next to Dave. When now, you're- well,
1: you know, I, my wife is extremely musical. She's fine when I sing. She says I can do okay. Yeah. You know, but the bottom line is, it, those who are extremely discriminating when it comes to yeah perfect pitch and all those kinds of things, it's like, well, I don't have that. Yeah. And not only that, I'm not sure I'd want to develop, put all the time into being perfect at music. Mm -hmm. Okay, that shows you that's not my interest. Right. However, if I find someone that's interested in that, I encourage them to be that. Mm -hmm. And to do that and to be that person. Yeah. So that's really important in life. That's what we're talking about here. Do the things you're actually good at. Right. But if you're not really good at it, you know, you can't say you're not good at it until you try. Which brings me to, I like applying it to your three boys. Um, How do you get it so that kids try things and can fail Mm -hmm. and feel good about it?
0: You know, I think it's the way you set it up, you know. And that's what we're trying to do now with our boys. It's like, well, let's just try it, you know. And if they say, I'm not good at it, okay. Well, did you enjoy it? You want to try it again? You know, and you kind of push them. You know, one of the things that we're teaching my oldest now is is even – following through on something sure you know and because sometimes he just want you know he gets about halfway into it loses interest wants to be done it's like commitment is a thing you know and sometimes the commitment once he does it's like oh that was fun
1: yeah
0: i'll do it again and other times it's like okay i won't do that again and that's fine and i think a lot of it too is is as you try stuff you stay committed to it to make sure that you know you've, right. you've tried it you know whether it's baseball and getting cut from a no-cut baseball team or whatever right. it is
1: you know, I don't want to come across either as telling people you only do things that you actually enjoy. we mm-hmm. We're looking for how you're wired. Yeah. You know, and and how you're wired is different than no one will ever enjoy taking out the garbage. You don't enjoy plunging a toilet. You you know, if you work up here at camp, you might not enjoy cleaning up after the horses digging ditches to put things. You don't even you don't have to be gifted at those things. Mhm. Those are things that show responsibility. You need to do those things, whether you like it or not. No parent loves changing a diaper. And I mean, that that isn't what you, oh, good, I get to change it today? Fantastic. That's not usually, (laughs) that's usually not the attitude. No. So the bottom line really is you do change it. You do a good job of doing that. Why? Because you're doing what's right. We're not talking about never doing what you don't like. Right. That's a different problem. If you don't do things that you don't like, you're a self-centered individual that's not paying attention to what can be done. You don't have to, you know, I've told so many kids through the years here, we have, what, 70 buildings here at Silverbridge Ranch or around that, something in that neighborhood. There's a lot of bathrooms here, so there's toilets that do plug up. And kids are telling me, I'm not, you know, talented, I'm not gifted at that. It's like, I don't really care, get in there and do it. Yep. See, because now we're not talking about a talent or a gift, Now we're talking about, do you look at other people and say, I need to fix the problem that they have. Nobody can use this. And that's a loving thing to go in there and do that. That doesn't have to do with skill or talent. Mm -hmm. So there are some things in life that you have to look at and say, this doesn't have to do with skill. This doesn't have to do with any talent. This is just being responsible human being that I need to do this. And, And a parent like yourself, you need to separate that for your boys. I mean, your boys need to understand there are things that Boy, you need to do. I don't really care if you like them or not, and you also need to decide to do those things well. Yeah. Whether you like them or not, now down the road, you may not. You know, I don't really like driving a vehicle with a trailer. Hmm. And it's been evident that I don't. You know, I, I, it, some of it is. I'm not really good at driving a thing with a trailer. Real long ones. Yeah. Real short ones, I don't really care, but real long ones, I've always had trouble with them i was out getting a boat once for for camp Mm -hmm. this is a hilarious story (laughs) someone donated a boat. it was in in uh, minneapolis area and and i went to pick it up and as i pulled out there was this real sharp turn oh boy and as i did the sharp turn the axle on the trailer hit the curb yeah and it caused the, the the whole axle to go on an angle yeah so now this thing's you know going Wonky, crazy behind me, and I go, "Oh, brother, I'll never." You know, I got to do something. So I pulled back to the guy who just put it on the trailer for me, right? And and it was his busy time of years in the in the spring. He's putting all these boats in, and he sees me pull up, and he shakes his head. He says, "Put it back in the water, put it back in the water." Pulled it out. He 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 pulled the 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 axle straight again and <sighs> tightened it up. And on the way out, I hit the curb again. Oh, boy. But he, but he had tightened it up enough this time where it didn't do anything. So yeah. I thought, you know what? I, these trailers, it seems like I always have trouble with trailers and boats. Yeah. So finally, Dan, who runs that part of camp, said, this isn't your thing, is it? No, I, I'm willing to learn and do it. He says, yeah, well, we'll have someone else do it. You know what I mean? kind <laughs> <laughs> thing. Now, uh, again, I was trying to be responsible. Yeah. But at the same point, I don't have to love that part. But I need to be overall responsible and that's what people need to understand. Mm-hmm. I don't have to agree with people, but I need to be responsible. I need to love. I need to look and see what I need to do to, to, to do this right. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, the fourth one it says he, he says to be more optimistic.
0: Optimistic.
1: Uh people who are optimistic. In other words, when you look at something, do you always see what makes it not work? Or can you see what can make it work?
0: Uh well in my context I do both. Yeah. Because I I work in camping ministry.
1: Well, true. So, I and, think and that's, and,
0: and that's more realistic. You think, know, when I, it depends on what we're talking about, like the physical things. You know, a lot of people give me ideas. It's like, oh, you should do this. It's like, yeah, that's not going to work. They're like, well, you're not optimistic. I'm like, no, I'm actually very optimistic, but I also have to be understand like that's not camp proof. Yeah. You know, but I, I'm I tend to be the the glass half full sort of person. So you know, like, I am
1: very optimistic. I'm
0: very optimistic. Whenever there's an issue, that's that. That is outside of, like, the basic, like, game stuff. I'm always like, all right, let's try to figure that out. Yeah. Well, you if know. you're
1: going to teach anybody anything, you have to be an optimist. Right. Because, remember, they start not knowing anything, and you've got to understand that. We teach a lot of young people who come here to drive like a dump truck, mm-hmm. to back up trucks. Yep. I mean, high school kids who have never sat in a pickup truck before or a bigger dump truck. And we teach them that. Some have learned to do stick shift here. Some learned to drive tractors here yep. on our grounds. Absolutely. You you have to, optimistically you're saying you can do this. Realistically, <laughs> realistically
0: you're like, oh, you're gonna hit that post. Yeah, in you're gonna up. hit that post <laughs> in a
1: second. I mean, honestly, it, it, when you teach people, you you have to have both sides. You have to be optimistic and not pessimistic, but realistic, realistic. Right. In it, you are gonna have a few dings on your vehicles. I we love working with this guy on our staff, Dan Dan Betts. I, he teaches so many kids things about yep. how, to, how to use equipment. And when it gets busted, he'll just say, well, that wasn't good. You know what I mean? And then he'll go on and figure out how to teach them. And right. It, that's part of learning. Absolutely. You know, but to pretend that it doesn't happen, I think there's a, a difference between realistic, optimistic, and then pessimist.
0: I'm a realistic optimist.
1: I think so. <laughs> I think as you get older, if you tend to be pessimistic, Or you tend to be optimistic. As you get older, your age and maturity drives you to the middle where you you look a little bit more realistic.
0: Well, and I think think there's something to say, and we we briefly touched on this earlier, is you have to be not afraid of failing. And and more people are built and bent this way than others. But I think part of being an optimist is you're willing to try something even though it has the opportunity to fail. Whereas I would say pessimists just go say, nope, that's good. It's got a chance to fail, I'm not going to do it.
1: Yeah.
0: And that might be oversimplifying it, but you know, when when you're when you're doing things together especially for a purpose, why not try it? Yeah. If it has a chance, why not?
1: Yeah. You know, I think if if I were to give young people advice on how to be successful, I would not use Warren Buffett. I don't have anything against Warren Buffett. I mean, these are fine principles, but I would go to the Bible and just say, God was asked this, and he said, love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, and love each other as yourself. Yeah. And then he was quiet. Once again, he didn't make make it a tax code. He didn't make it ridiculous. It was like, can you concentrate on two things in life? And I would ask our listeners that, can you concentrate on just two things in life and do these two things well Right. and see where it takes you? Number one, you need to know God. And to know him, you listen to him, you know who he is, you know what the Bible says. That's number one. You can do that. We talked about getting a Bible version you can read, and we, we talked about that. The second thing is, when you look at somebody, you figure, you ask yourself this question before anything else. What do I need to do to make this person the best they can be? Right. Regardless, that's why you would change a diaper. That's why you would plunge a toilet. That's why you do those things. You don't do them just because, oh, I, I want to do that. You do them because you care about people. Mm-hmm. And, and that's the two important things that you do. So regardless of what other information you get about being successful, one day God be the only judge on that. Yeah. And I would suggest you listen to him and love the Lord your God, know who he is, spend time with him, and love each other the way that you should as far as bringing the best out of somebody else and their gifts and talents.
0: And I think it shows, like if you're loving God and loving others, I think people notice because you genuinely care about people and you're willing to go out of your way to help them be successful, like you said. And so hopefully as we talk through these these four points, it, it at least sp- sparks some um, ideas in your head on how you can be intentional. But for now, we're out of time as always. So thank you for joining us. Feel free to head over to silvertranch.org to listen to this, this podcast or others. But until next time, this is Jason and Dave. Take care. Bye-bye.